Now, in the latest medium-term budget policy statement, the finance minister in Okondongane has outlined strict approach to state-owned enterprises. He said he's tightening conditions for ESCOM's debt relief and insists that a transit bailout depends on government's new logistics sector roadmap. Now, despite a significant revenue shortfall, the budget reveals lower-than-expected deficit numbers, focusing on fiscal consolidation through spending reductions. Kotongane warns of rising debt costs and inefficient SOE bailouts, highlighting the need for change. And joining us for an in-depth discussion on SOEs is Hilary Joffe, editor at Large for Business Day. Hilary, thank you for your time today and a good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hilary, I'm sure you've covered many, many uh, budgets in your lifetime. Was yesterday a confidence-boosting uh, one? I don't think anyone had hugely high expectations. Um, we knew that revenue was going to be down. We knew this was going to be a real challenge in an environment of low growth, very high levels of debt. Um and I don't think that any economist thought that this budget was look, going to look better than February's budget. So once we look at it in that light, I suppose it was less bad than expected. The issue really is that a lot of the decisions were just bounced to February, mm. to the main budget and even later, which is understandable, number one, given the challenges that are being faced in balancing the whole thing. But number two, this is an election year. I do think a lot of decisions are going to be as delayed for as long as possible, especially some of the big decisions. Speaking about, uh, you know, decisions being delayed, uh, when it comes to ESCOM and Transnet, those are two things that are very urgent. They've been urgent uh, for a while. They were certainly urgent over 2023. And I'm wondering that now as we look at uh, some of the concessions uh, that the finance minister made yesterday about being stricter with them, uh, you know, Hillary, is this speaking to... Uh, a tougher approach and maybe even a better one. What are you saying? And he's saying it, in fact, again today in the parliament, parliamentary committee, which is going on as we speak, is that um, the template, as he puts it, that we've got used to in the past, we do not want to repeat. As he points out, um, Eskom for many years has been receiving state money um, without delivering any more power to the grid. And now it's going to give, get another quarter of a, bill, a quarter of a trillion of state money. Um, and his view is we're not giving it to them unless they meet pretty strict conditions in terms of improving their own efficiency and more than that, making sure that we actually have electricity in return for our money. And he is now taking the same approach to Transnet, which, as you know, a week or two ago reported... Um, results and made quite a big loss and said we can't implement our new turnaround plan uh, which the new which the board has put in place unless we get a big bailout from government and we want the same as Eskom. we want um, treasury to take a bunch of debt off our balance sheet the minister says he was approached about a week ago by transnet wanting 60 billion over a period of two years and he has said He's actually not even prepared to talk about that until he sees the government's new roadmap clearly incorporated into Transnet's own turnaround plan. 
Haley, I want to speak a little bit about transit. If we think of ESCOM, and I'd like to juxtapose it against that, we've got an electricity minister. I think we've got like three or four pieces of policy that all speak to energy uh, in one way or another in South Africa. Uh, and, you know, the issue with electricity was in the homes of South Africans every day. We have really thrown a lot of resources at it. When it comes to transit, a little bit less. I'm wondering, uh, you know, when we speak about the roadmap, if there isn't a lot more work to be done for Transnet than they would have been done for ESCOM and that uh, speaks to a transnet that may take longer to reform than what we'd like. To be honest, I really don't think we want to happen to Transnet what happened to ESCOM. You know, the first ESCOM bailout, as I recall, was 2010. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we are 13 years later and the government has put half a, bit, half a trillion, uh, a, quarter, a quarter of a, yeah, anyway, <laughs> $254 billion in or something like that, and is now putting in another $254 billion. And as, as the minister says, uh, do we have a better performing ESCOM? Do we have an electricity sector, if you like, that is delivering power to the grid? No, we do not. Um, and his view is, first of all, we, 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 we shouldn't be helping ESCOM or helping Transnet. We should be ensuring the sector can deliver the services that the country needs and that the economy needs. Transnet is in many ways, a lesser issue at this point, Saul, um, than ESCOM. It was, until relatively recently, pretty financially decent. Um, The performance has deteriorated very, very sharply in the last three years. I am told by people in the industry that it is relatively easily fixed. And the private sector is very, very keen to get involved in Transnet. And the point of the roadmap, in a sense, is to break Transnet's monopoly and ensure that that logistics market is opened up and the private sector is brought in. Put the minister's comments in that context. He is saying, let me see what Transnet's ask for money looks like if they genuinely take on board bringing in the private sector. Maybe they won't need the money. He's actually also said, uh, Hillary, that uh, in the past, Transnet has treated private sector inclusion into its operations as a box-ticking exercise. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, if that also speaks to uh, a lack of will uh, with old leadership. And uh, now as we anticipate uh, a new leadership for Transnet, this will be important. The buy-in for uh, Transnet to meaningfully involve private sector in its operations moving forward. The buy-in has to come from Transnet. The private sector sure is keen, as we've seen. But as as the minister said, I think the the you know the uh, Transnet uh, offered slots on its railway lines for two years. Uh, understandably, hardly anyone bid. They did actually tie up one deal with which they just cancelled, having never signed it. Uh, similarly, I think as we discussed on this program, uh, they tied up a deal with a Philippines company to operate a container terminal yes we are still waiting for that to be signed so if it looks half-hearted the concern is that it actually is and the roadmap i think would seek to take some of that power out of transnet's hands and open up that market once the market is opened up to private sector players who are very keen to invest in infrastructure and services um we might not be looking at the hundred billion uh whole, if you like, that Transnet needs. And we would also be looking at a much improved performance, which could um, turn around Transnet's finances quite quickly. We certainly don't want to get into the kind of ESCOM scenario where we have 
a dozen years of deterioration, which cost the state a fortune, and at the end we have nothing to show for it. And in Eskom's case as well, how long did it take to genuinely start bringing the private sector into the electricity sector, even though it had been talked about for easily 20 years? Well, I think we'll only wait until February to really see uh, those big moves, uh, Hilary, but thank you for your time. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. And that was edited large for Business Day, Hilary Jaffe.